We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we've heard so that we do not drift away. What a word in season for the beginning of a new year. A time of restrictions affecting access to church or to our church and faith communities. A decline in back to basic values, teaching and church life in general. What should we not drift away from? Well, it goes on to say this. For since the message spoken through angels was binding and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, how shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it by signs, wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. So it was one announced by the Lord firsthand. Two, confirmed by witnesses, I guess you could say that secondhand. Three, signs, wonders and miracles, which was then or at that time. And four, gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed. The signs, wonders, gifts, miracles, healing, prophecy, tongues, words of knowledge from people in those times to the present time. All this equals evidence. The passage goes on. It was not to angels that he has subjected the world to come about which we are speaking. But there is a place where someone has testified what is mankind that you are mindful of them a son of man that you care for him you made them a little lower than the angels you crowned them with glory and honor and put everything under their feet in putting everything under them god left nothing that was not subject to them yet at present we do not see everything subject to them but we do see jesus who was made lower than the angels for a little while now crowned with glory and honour because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. 1. Everything under them, as it was with Jesus before he was made mortal, and as it is with Jesus now, now he has conquered death. 2. Jesus was one of us for a little while. Talking about this just after Christmas is really relevant, because we talk about Emmanuel God with us. He became uh, mortal and tasted death for you and for me. In bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through what he suffered. Both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters in the assembly. I will sing your praises. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, he says, here I am and the children God has given me. So he's saying, one, God was a pioneer of our salvation through suffering. And two, we are the children God has given to Jesus. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death we might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, 
and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For this reason he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Someone recently told me that she hated fundamentalists. I know she believes all sorts of doctrine and many different faiths and believes them quite firmly, but for me, the teachings in Hebrews chapter 2 are back to basics, fundamentals of the Christian faith. I believe them, which makes me perhaps a fundamentalist. What are the fundamentals that Hebrews chapter 2 brings out? 1. We are told to pay attention because there are binding, punishable conditions in life from which we cannot escape. 2. However, there is salvation, hallelujah, announced by the Lord, that is Jesus. 3. There was evidence of this through witnesses and signs and miracles. 4. There continues to be ongoing evidence of this salvation through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 5. But to attain salvation for us, God, through Jesus, became mortal and died, breaking the power of death. 6. He made us part of his family by becoming flesh and blood like us. 7. Jesus is our merciful and faithful high priest. 8. He makes amends or reparation for our sin, our failure to meet those binding, punishable conditions mentioned in point 1. And 9. He suffered and was tempted. He is able to help you and me when we are tempted, as we will be. The Apostle John wrote what some people see as a more concise, simple summary of the good news we say is fundamental to our Christian faith. The message that we have been saved from the punishment that our sinfulness deserves. It goes like this. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. It's a simple message, but wrapped up in it is God's love for us, his sacrifice, our perishing state and our need to turn to him and the promise of heaven. Words that bring comfort and hope, if you let them. This passage starts off with a warning not to forget the basics. Thank goodness that the basics are such good news.